Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Welcome to Season 2, Episode 1 of Comic Book Nation, the official podcast of comicbook.com. I am your host still, Kofi Outlaw, and with me are my co-hosts, Janelle Wheeler. Hey, guys. And Matthew Aguilar. What's up, everybody? Back from his new parenting daddy train for Season 2. A uh, little, little sleepy, but here to help us kick <laughs> off. And uh, if you're watching the video, as you can see, the Season 2 budget has been increased. We've gotten a nice little upgrade here in the studio. So if you haven't been watching us because you couldn't take the visuals, I suggest you <laughs> jump in now. We've improved things. We've improved our set. I think we've even improved ourselves. We might be getting a little bit uh, better looking this season. I'm not sure. And working out uh, real we're hard. working on the budget. We're working on the budget, <laughs> but I think there is somewhere in the budget for us to get better looking this season. So uh, be sure to check us out on video. I will have so, a new nose in season three. Yeah, that's going for that new <laughs> nose. You, you guys just look better to begin with on the new set. Oh my God, I forgot. Yeah. We still have a corner, and in that corner is still producer Jim Viscardi. What's up? Yes. Now surrounded by comic books. As, to, as befitting this show. So, this is episode 101, if you're coming coming in from season one with the legacy numbering. And uh, today we have a lot to talk about to kick off. I mean, it is the new season, so we got to start with some uh, new things. And that new thing would be the Batman. You know, just in time for season two, the Batman is now filming. So we're going to talk about that. Uh, we got some new Transformers movies. It looks like that could be restarting soon and in a much better way. So we're going to be talking about that. We're going to get into some of these first Super Bowl commercials and how we feel about all these kind of big Super Bowl ads and the possible trailers for the big game. And we're going to get up since Matt is back. We're going to get a comics rundown. And last time we heard you at the end of season one, we were all ending season one on the cliffhanger of what would happen in WWE's Royal Rumble. So we are going to be back with a special surprise guest to help recap all of that. So jumping right into our news flash segment. That's a lot of new stuff that we're kind of excited to start off season two with, but unfortunately, this being the show that it is and the timing that it is, we have to start off on kind of a somber note and uh, just kind of having a moment of remembrance for the late and great Kobe Bryant, who tragically passed away with eight other people in a helicopter crash on Sunday in Calabasas, California. Um, yeah, we, we again, we don't try to get too heavy on this show, but this has been kind of a big deal for people all over the world. He was a major just icon in general. And uh, fun fact, he was from my hometown of Lord Marion. I actually grew up in high school at the time. Kobe Bryant's rise to basketball godhood was happening. That's awesome. I used awesome. to see him like practicing in the gym and, you know, our town just awestruck from early on seeing this guy who we knew was going to be one of the biggest athletes of, you know, our day. And even then not understanding how big of great of an athlete yeah. we were watching take shape. 
So, uh, yeah, there's been a lot of bugged out things from people from my town because it is, you know, mortality now exists to us in a very kind of firm way. But that's not what we're here to discuss. Uh, this isn't my free therapy anymore. We've, <laughs> we've graduated past that. Absolutely. So back to entertainment stuff and some happier stuff. Let's jump into the uh, world of DC and talk about the Batman. So for weeks now, I mean, this is kind of a weird thing because we've been seeing photos leak from the Batman set. Yeah, I'm so confused about this. Yeah, it's movies. Like, so <laughs> they've been shooting stuff and doing stuff, but officially, quote unquote, officially, officially. production has just started on the Batman like yesterday. So uh, director Matt Reeves kind of put out a teaser photo of them with the clapboard and, you know, the most exciting thing we got was a tattered couch. Well, and, and the logo. Font. Yeah, yeah the th- logo thanks. was What are you cool. trying to take, like, Jump Gun Jim's place? <laughs> yeah. like, you see, you see how good I was? I kept my mouth shut and everything. <laughs> yeah. So proud. Yeah, you got to build it up. You got to get the sizzle and the steak. Jim. Yeah. Oh, like, so, great. but yes, there was a logo for the Batman. And uh, yeah, it's kind of uh, dripped in red. It almost looks, some people were kind of comparing it to like Batman Begins. So we got a logo. And I mean, I guess that logo kind of does confirm this is called the Batman. I mean, after all this, it's not called the Batman. It seems like it's called the Batman. So there's that. But uh, cameras are now rolling on this film. And that now that it's officially in production, we can expect to learn a lot more about like what's going on in the movie. And that process has kind of already begun. Uh, we just before we came in here, we got some new details about characters that we're going to meet in the Batman. <laughs> one of the ones that was interesting to me is we had a newcomer actress who's who was like one of the last cast members announced. Her name was Jamie Lawson, and she was a graduate from Juilliard in New York who was just kind of making her her way into the film world, and she got her first gig being cast in the Batman. Wow. So Gotta we love were all that. Bravo. Yeah, I know, right. Talk about beginner's luck. <laughs> uh, so we were all kind of wondering who she might be playing in the film, and now we kind of learned, because of this being officially in production, there are, you know, production releases announcing, like, you know, that it's shooting and who the cast are. And it's been announced that Jamie Lawson is going to be playing somebody called Bella Real, um, who is a new character by all you know, current searches of the internet and wow. DC Comics lore. Uh, and of course, and she's described as a person running for mayor of Gotham City. So that's kind of our first little hint. And if there's some conspiracy theories about that. I mean, her name is real. Like, I mean, her name is spelled Bella Real. Like, and so like people are kind of speculating that this is an alias. And it was kind of speculated that she could be playing Batgirl because... Jamie Lawson is African-American and so is Jeffrey Wright who's playing Commissioner Gordon. So therefore, this would be kind of a, a race flipped Barbara Gordon. Oh, man, I'd love um, that. And that, that's not dead because technically in the comics, Barbara Gordon, there's a whole arc of her becoming a congresswoman and trying to do stuff that's not quite vigilante work before getting sucked back into vigilante work. So there is precedent to kind of spin that into a new kind of story. And uh, and I even said in the article, there'd be room if you wanted to have kind of Commissioner Gordon's daughter running for office and she didn't want to be kind of running on her father's legacy. Like, I, you could see where she could maybe kind of change her name around. So there was that. The other thing was Peter Sarsgaard, who got cast. Uh, very famous actor, Peter Sarsgaard. And his casting, the photo, we all thought that maybe he was playing uh, any number of villains. Like, there were things thrown around that he was playing like calendar man or this other person everybody just wants calendar man that name comes up so much and i feel like every- <laughs> said the guy who loves uh cardiac hey i didn't say it was bad i just said everyone wants calendar man <laughs> no i'm just messing with you cardiac, we love cardiac 
We love cardiac. Uh, but it's been revealed that Peter Sarsgaard's actually going to be playing Gotham City District Attorney Gil Coulson. And people already think that's a red herring because yeah, they're like, because he's, he's Harvey Dent. Yeah. Like, like, so is he related to Phil? <laughs> that's <laughs> but very close. I feel like there was a Gil in like the animated series, wasn't there? Because I remember that name. Like who... Uh, who was I don't think it was Ivy. anyone who was, who was Poison uh, Ivy dating in the in the animated series before like I mean, the shippers Harlequin. <laughs> hey, I can get down with that. Well, uh, <laughs> like there was that. a a Gil Mason. Yeah, Gil Mason was in the animated. He was a deputy police commissioner. Well, that's who this guy kind of is, and uh, secretly works for two. <gasps> we put it together. Gotham God. City District Attorney Gil Coulson. Uh, and who, who was he in the comic or in the animated series? He was a deputy police commissioner under the command of Gordon, but it was revealed that he secretly works for Two Face. Oh, yeah, that's right, and cool. that's like all part of Poison Ivy's wow. origin. That's how she becomes Poison Ivy. We heard he's here. We broke it. So, uh, yeah, these are kind of possibly red herring roles. And the fandom, of course, is not giving up on that. So, these are our first insights into the Batman. I mean, we've already seen things like them testing. Like now, it makes you wonder, like. It makes a lot yeah. more sense now why Colin Farrell wasn't maybe in full Penguin getup. You're yeah. saying just or, like photos? They were or just, just testing. Take, like, okay. Yeah. Like testing Rehearsals. Images, like why the yeah. desert Batman, motorcycle Batman was just on the street in London. Right. Like, and not really all. in any guard, like yeah. no real costume. Okay. Exactly. So that makes, That's cool. that would make a lot more sense. Yeah. This was just kind of pre-production, testing the images, getting the cameras and everything, the director of photography or whatever. Uh, and this is the official start. So. I love nice. Batgirl theory. I'm, I'm me totally too. That. Yeah, oh, so am I. I, love I and that. I, that, it's an interesting thing because when you go back and read Congresswoman Gordon arc, um, yeah, basically she kind of gets an ex boyfriend out of jail, helping trying to help him like get a second chance, but it goes bad, and so she says, "Well, vigilanteing isn't doing it. I should affect policy and get into that whole thing." And then she misses her reelection bid because she has to strap up his back girl again and go stop something. And by the time she does that, oh, I wow. love that. she loses out on kind of. And then if mm-hmm. Christina Hudson can then finish that script yeah. in time. And that that's the biggest question, right? Yeah, because Batgirl, connects, yeah. That, it, and this is always the question still hanging yeah. over this movie that is going to be interesting. Of all the things, I mean, here are the things that are going to be interesting that are going to start rolling out really fast. The costumes, obviously. Are going to start wait. showing up because they're going to start having to shoot and people are going to start to. Well, I'd say, I mean, like, we are officially, like, now more than ever, officially on Pattinson Batman Watch. Are you excited? Are you I'm excited? excited? Yeah. Oh, he's finally excited. I'm actually excited. excited too. I was going to say that today. I'm really excited to actually until get a little bit more digging. Until I see the suit yeah, and then yeah. immediately. Yeah. Yeah. This yeah. movie is fun. And then we're back, Debbie Deflator over there. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to back down to nothing. So we look forward to that process. But yeah, we're going to start to see the costumes, obviously. But also we'll begin to kind of have to address, you know, larger – there will be larger concerns and questions that maybe start to either become hinted at or apparent about is this isolated? Will we see like Zoe Sol- – or Zoe Saldana uh, – Zoe Kravitz Catwoman show up everywhere? Is this going to be connected to Hodson's Batgirl movie? Like all of that will start to kind of take shape I think. Mm. So that will be interesting to see. So if you aren't signed up for comicbook.com backslash DC, it's time to do so. Because these aren't Batman rumors anymore. We don't have to go to Reddit for any of this. It's real. <laughs> it's real, people. Like Casey and Joe say, tell me it's real. Yeah, yeah. it's real. So uh, <laughs> get strapped in for that because I'm really excited. I'm kind of excited to see the Batman take shape. It's been so long. I feel like this movie has been my El Dorado. Like, we've been like <laughs> reporting on it and like reporting on it for so many years. So I'm just yeah. excited to see how it takes shape. All right, but moving right along. So jumping over from the world of DC to the world of Transformers. 
So uh, <laughs> Michael Bay and that whole Transformers, they ran that whole film series, I mean, below the ground. If you went to see Transformers the last night, God I'm bless sorry. You. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> I did. I had to do a lot of spin outs and work for that movie. And it was just like, well, here's nonsense that connects to nonsense and more nonsense and nonsense. So, uh, yeah, that was going to be like the big Transformers universe, quote unquote, explosion. Where we found out Transformers helped win World War II and have been here all along and all this other retcon bullcrap. Uh, but Transformers The Last Night crashed and burned and so did the Transformers writer's room. You guys remember that when they put together a whole oh, writer's yeah. room? Yeah. That was going to be the oh, mastermind gosh. and now they're hanging out in parking lots with the Dark Universe gang. That was when, was oh, that when Micronauts was still like part of that? Is that? Oh, it was going to be like a big shared. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it, there were plans on plans <laughs> on plans. But now we're scaling back and we're going for something much smaller in scope. Um, basically, we're getting a Transformers, a reboot of the franchise in two key areas. The first one is continuing the storylines and installments of that Bumblebee spinoff franchise, which is which fans have loved, even if it wasn't a huge success. It was successful enough and it did the job of kind of revitalizing the brand in a way that hardcore fans really loved but doesn't uh, that movie fit into the bay like isn't that part of the bayverse because it, it's the I same it bumblebee. Not at all it's the same bumblebee Jim, careful you're gonna let people know have you seen bumblebee yes so okay so you know that they call for the rest of the transformers at the end of that movie which is totally out of continuity with the first bay movie where he calls the transformers to earth for the first time like yeah i guess mm. i thought that was more of a uh like a fan service thing like yeah no, that, that was, that well, is that was like, more of a retcon, if anything. But well, I mean, but it was retcon to be out of. I mean, even if it was a retcon, it's retcon to be by itself. It is mm -hmm. those don't exist. Yeah, yeah, anyway. yeah no, they, you can't reconcile those two. I mean, it started its own continuity. So, I mean, we're going to follow that, and it's more along with the G one cartoon continuity, the Transformer animations, the storylines, all of that. So, I'm not mad at that because I didn't hate Bumblebee, and that's I feel good. like that's a proper restart for. For that franchise, I kind of feel bad because I gave up. Like I watched a lot of people. The first, yeah, people. I gave <laughs> up. But then I read that Bumblebee. Oh, got Bumblebee is great. Really great reviews on yeah, well, Rotten I mean, Tomatoes, but then it was like also the lowest grossing. I think. Yeah, I mean that was kind of, but that's kind yeah. of not the fault of that movie. It was Transformers: The Last Night broke people, right? And rightly so. I yeah. Mean, at that point, Transformers movies are toxic and so amazing. Like <laughs> it's amazing how you can be a failure and you make six hundred million. I know that's crazy. <laughs> that's crazy nuts to me. And, but I mean this was similar to the Fast and Furious franchise. Like, Fast and Furious came out, and it wasn't a smash hit when it came out. It wasn't until the next one came out, uh, Fast Five, that it really kind of kicked in high gear. But Fast and Furious had to do the work of turning the franchise around and putting it on a on a better road. Path, yeah. You know, pun. But, like, yeah. <laughs> and so that's what Bumblebee kind of did. Bumblebee had to take the bullet of, you know, showing us that there was this better version of Transformers at a time when people were so skeptical. So yeah. I think it'll be good if they do a bigger like an even bigger Transformers G1 movie mm -hmm. in that continuity, it, it will be a bigger deal. But the other thing in here that I'm personally really excited yes. for yeah, this is, is crazy. we're going to get an adaptation of a movie adaptation of Transformers Beast Wars, yes. which if you grew up in like the 2000s when people started figuring out computers can make animation and did it really <laughs> poorly. But uh, Optimus Primal, baby. Yeah. <laughs> so Transformers Beast, uh, Beast Wars. I forget what the actual don't quote me. I'm not a Transformers expert. But uh, the series continuity was, I forget if this was like prehistoric Earth or a different planet that they landed on. or what It was, was actually a different, it was not Earth. 
Yeah. Mm. So but I don't plan. remember like the name and stuff. Yeah, we don't remember the nuts and bolts. Basically, these are transformers who transform into like animals instead of instead of cars. So there you go. Um, For a lot of people, I would say like like our age, like this is their transformers. Right. Like the toys for me, that we played with. Beast Wars is transformers. Yeah. Be careful with yeah. our age. We're just talking well, about this. Right. You I can't know. throw that around. You guys are. I'm an '80s way, baby. Like Yo Gotti. Like me. I came up like yeah. G1 Transformers is my childhood. Yeah. No. I was yeah. in Atlanta in '86. For me in my early in the 30s, theater. Beast Wars is my transformers. I yeah. love. I mean, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going to hate. Because Beast Wars, I, I was the only Transformers I stuck with, like in my college years. Mm-hmm. That yeah. was the one I watched. It made the and biggest like, yeah. impression on me. I mean, I still, I was like the Transformers animated movie is quintessential Transformers for mm-hmm. me. That sure. is the my, yeah. that is my movie. Ultra Magnus, like all that stuff. <laughs> but Beast Wars is my like right after that is my favorite yeah. series. I mean, that's the only other one I kept up with yeah. when they went to like. 50 other different animated series you lost me. Yep. Like, Beast Wars was the last time I was on. And that was, like, the other heavy mythos. That's what I'm saying. I'm trying to remember, like, all the ins and outs of this. Crazy that it was only on for three seasons. Yeah. Right? It's nuts that, like, people so have such a giant perception of it. And it was on for three seasons. And if you go back and watch now... It's Even rough. then, the animation was terrible, yeah. but it's still so cool. I, it was, it's terrible if you watch Dude. it today. Dude, yeah, the cheetah, guy, the cheetah guy's transformations <laughs> were so bad. Even <laughs> back then, Jim, even back then, you could kind of look no, at it and go, but like it looks a we little. Were I was, I was we were watching young. Reboot, and we were like, the future's <laughs> here. <laughs> the future well, it was like is that. here. It was like that, and we're like, what was it, uh, Reboot? It was Reboot? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like those was, shows, man. Which I, also looks terrible. I feel like yep. you guys need to watch. Have you guys seen the show on Netflix? It's like the toys that oh, made toys us. That made us? Oh, it, yeah. like, yes. If you watch the Transformer episode, it like I think of it as a toy. I don't I wasn't like into the movies that. or the TV shows or anything, but even just that sentimental value of like playing with these toys as a kid and then having these come to life in this magnificent way now yeah. because we have the technology to make things. We have the power to do really cool stuff. <laughs> uh, it's just, I feel like everybody who is a big fan of anything Transformer, you should definitely watch that show because that episode uh, is just like so sentimental. And then stick around for the Turtles and the Power Rangers. Yep. Yeah, those remember, are great too. <laughs> I just remember watching Beast Wars and like being like, I, I, every kid loved um, d- like Dinobot, right? Um, mm. And so when everyone was like, "Oh, there's there were there were other Dinobots in the original Transformers," I was like, "I don't I don't know what you're talking about." Those, <laughs> those, those are, are you those hating are on Grimlock right now? I mean, no. I, I mean, I've I've Whoa. learned to love. Whoa. I've learned to <laughs> love Grimlock. To love Grimlock. Grimlock time, is the best Dinobot. What are you time, talking about? At the time, that I was is the like, most pretentious no, crap ever. There is only one Dinobot, and it's the one from Beast No. This is one of those times you've spun off into your own opinion. We don't Charlie know level him. opinions over Me and like, Grimlock. Yeah. Grimlock is the man. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, okay. saying there was only like one Dinobot that wasn't Grimlock. I, I can't rock <laughs> If I had something to throw right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but we're getting this Beast Wars movie and that's going to be like a that's going to be a good thing, right? Like we have more information, but I kind of broke my computer here, so we're just I need I forget what's the stuck. cheetah's name? Cheetor. Is it Cheetor? Cheetor. Okay, and then Rhinox. Cheetor. I need a those 3 I don't need all the other ones, Whoa. but I need those. Cheetor. I need Rhinox, Optimus Primal, oh, yeah. and Cheetor. Optimus. No Rat Trap? I love Rat Trap. I do like Rat Trap. What was Megatron's name in the, so movie, in the show? We'll see, but I think that he was, was Megatron. Thing. Was he a, but he was a Tyrannosaurus Rex? He was a Tyrannosaurus Rex, but his name was Megatron. I that was the best thing about him. this show, though, because I think 
this show, because the graphics at the time were so, like, boundary-pushing, right. they only had, like, six Transformers per team. It was, like, a four <laughs> yeah. or five at a time I mean, on screen. this is when video games were also starting to yeah. get, like, that 3D feel. Like, I remember playing Donkey Kong Country 2. Yeah. And I was losing my mind because it wasn't that pixel, like, Mario thing. It was, like, that 3D feel. Yeah. And to me, it was just amazing yeah. like so forward thinking and that was yeah. like you said the future now that we've dated ourselves <laughs> uh, not to put it down on this but writing the Beast Wars movie is James Vanderbilt who wrote the uh, big hit sequel Independence Day Resurgence so uh, oh no uh-uh. Yeah, has he written yeah. anything else? <laughs> Possibly, I do not have the scrolling fingers power crossed. right now. Yeah, fingers crossed. Hey, man, you know. But uh, so just keep that in mind and temper expectations. I did that movie to get to this one. We'll go with that mentality. He got that out of the way. He got all yep. the all the suck out of the way, and now he's gonna kill it. That is not him. I'm in your corner. <laughs> I'm in your corner, James Vanderbilt. But uh, I mean, yeah, best. we're we're hoping for the best on this. I mean, Beast Wars. I mean, if you can't tell, passions are already flying around here about Beast Wars and or Grimlock and or mm. bad opinions about. <laughs> <and Grimlock. laughs> All right. You I'm going to stay neutral here. He just dropped that like so casually too. It was, it was yeah, the nonchalance. You have to watch Jim of the because you just take. drop it like it's common knowledge. <laughs> like, yes. He does that. He's just like, yeah, man. And everybody knows Grimlock was the sucky one. And everything <laughs> and everything that was the best that. moment of those yeah. uh, War for Cybertron games when you could actually take on B, become Grimlock. Those games, High Moon, man. I just needed. Okay, okay. Some, okay. Oh, here's some. Here's some. Language. Here's some good news for James Vanderbilt. He also wrote Darkness Falls, Zodiac, uh, White House Down, The Amazing Spider-Man, The Losers. Oh, uh, oh the he Meg. wrote the first Amazing Spider-Man. Yeah. Okay. Oh, the Meg, Altered Carbon, like so. It's wow. House with clock in its walls, like so. He's not. Oh, I, mean, I love that too. He's not too bad. I mean, Independence Day sticks out I as do, as like and Ready or Not. So, oh, okay, whoa, mm-hmm. he's got way more hits. Oh, than no, I'm sorry, he produced Ready yeah. or Not. Uh, still, no, not feather in the cap. So he, he's produced. <laughs> he's also produced some pretty hot genre stuff and or written. So let's just be fair to the man and say that uh, Independence Day Two sticks out as the worst. Yeah, yeah I feel good not, now. I feel let's totally just ignore good now. that. Let's just not yeah. even. <laughs> so there's there's still hope for Beast Wars. So prayers for Beast Wars. All right, moving right along. Uh, we'll take a minute. We got time, but uh, just to kind of take a quick minute and say, uh, Jamie was on with us recently, and we did a kind of whole breakdown of Star Trek: The Card. When the premiere episode is now up on uh, CBS All Access, and uh, it's been killing it. Picard set a good streaming record for CBS All Access. It's gotten new subscribers in there like none ever before. And I'm just going to, I mean, this is a shameless plug for our Star Trek coverage. We've been doing uh, a lot of breakdowns of Picard and the larger implications. I really enjoyed the first episode of the series. It kind of uh, unites classic Star Trek The Next Generation nostalgia with some... uh, Bold new stuff that you find in these new series like Discovery or Picard and uh, some kind of remixes of classic races and characters and situations into kind of new intriguing things. Um, everything from a synthetic uprising that in mass murder to a new connection between the Romulans and the Borgs and, you know, how Picard fits in all this and the kind of legacy of Commander Data. It's all in there. So if you're a Star Trek Next Generation nerd, now is a great time. Be sure to be checking out Picard because it's killing it. And we got plenty of uh, coverage of that on comicbook.com Star Trek. So we're going to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to deep dive into some of these Super Bowl commercials, break down these new comics. And we're going to tell you what happened in that Royal Rumble over on the WWE front. So stay tuned for all of that.
Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. All righty then. So Super Bowl's coming up this Sunday. Uh, I mean, we're here in Nashville, Tennessee, so we only kind of care because our team didn't really do it. Yeah. But Mr. Connor Casey is over there, and uh, boy, that photo of him, his, uh, that Kansas photo of him in the Chiefs yeah. jersey is a. So money. I love that thing so much. It'd be uh, cool if your name was Connor with a K. Then this shirt would make a lot more sense. Yeah. If you were Connor for real. Oh, man. Yeah, Connor Casey's here. He's fan. <laughs> he's just so wow. WWE <laughs> guy. He's going to talk for a bit. We're going to let him anyway. We're not Even though he's born in that Kansas City. That segue was just as good as the women's ending to the Royal Rumble. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Boom. Oh, wait. We'll keep your wrestling right. tights on. We'll get there. <laughs> All right. But for the Super Bowl... We're going to talk about some of these commercials. We're going to talk about in our uh, next episode, closer to the weekend of the game, we're going to tell you about the trailers you need to be on the lookout for and we expect to show up. Uh, let's just say, if you're a Marvel fan, be sure you're watching. But uh, well, like I said, we'll get to that. But we're going to talk about some of these commercials because you guys know, uh, always when the Super Bowl comes, there's commercials and they're talked about and they have stuff and they play with famous stuff. So we... Kind of grabbed a couple of those that appeal here, and we're going to talk about them. Um, the big one here is, uh, I mean, they've suspended this campaign. I mean, this was ill-timed, unfortunately, uh, but uh, Planters yep. killed off Mr. Peanut in an epic action movie car crash. But the Kobe thing kind of put a damper on that. It got a little too real with that, and so... We don't know what happened with Mr. Peanut now. They suspended that campaign. There's supposed to be a huge eulogy for him at the Super Bowl and mm-hmm. during the Super Bowl and everything. But uh, there were even like hashtag. They're encouraging people to post pictures that said like R.I. Peanut. No hashtag R.I.P. Yeah, and now this just seems really, really bad. I feel so bad for those PR people because I'm not going to say it was the best stunt, but like, there's no way you can see. oh no, what happened coming? So it's just you kind of feel bad of like. If it would have dudded, fine. But this is like something that you just can't control. I don't know why that was ever like going to be good. It's it's death. Like why? America's changing. (sighs) Time for Mr. Peanut and everything he represents to uh, die. He never acknowledged George Washington Carver, so that was kind of (laughs) history. (laughs) (laughs) Look, I don't question anything in a world that how many Super Bowls in a row did we have those stupid GoDaddy commercials? Like, oh my god, yeah, those went over. Look, whatever stuff works. It's weird, but this maybe would have been memorable. We were some of the first people to report this, and so I got to see how quickly. I mean, and 
how big this got because yeah. I did it. I mean, Jim and Joe had me doing the story in the morning. I was like, you guys are crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> and then like, sure enough, all everybody in the world's like, oh my God, Mr. Peanut. I'm like driving home that night on the radio. They're like, Mr. Peanut's dead. And I was like, okay, good for you, marketing people. But yeah, um, the Kobe Bryant thing obviously made this really too real. So they're kind of pushing this to the background, but yes, but if, if you see it, but Wesley Snipes is back, y'all. Yeah. Like, he's in there because he needs to do peanut commercials now. Oh. So uh, there's a lot of sadness <laughs> in this commercial for a lot of reasons. But I think the whole Marvel's point is like, if you haven't calls. seen it, basically they get into a car accident. They're all hanging by a twig on the side of a mountain. And then they're like, someone has to let go and die to save us all. And so Mr. Peanut and I quote, needs to save his friends and falls to his death. And then they, um, they're like, well, he could have survived the fall. And then the car explodes that he was in. So yeah, I mean, if you haven't seen it, that's, that's what happened. Wow, spoiler. Well, I, mean, I, mean, you <laughs> I know <laughs> you guys are very upset Jeez. about the spoiler. You did leave Gosh. one thing out, which is that he never loses his monocle because he was a real G. Mr. Uh, Mr. He never lost his monocle. He's a hero, man. Down. Yeah. Maybe this hero. will bring him back. Maybe now. Yeah. I mean, the world could use a little uh, cheering up. Yeah. So planners, hopefully you guys have a resurrection plan. In that place. would be great. Uh, moving on to something that's a little less serious than, uh, you know, reminding us of our own mortality is, well, I guess this isn't a good example, was about Brian Cranston recreating The Shining for uh, Mountain Dew. And uh, Mountain Dew, uh, what is that, like less calories or something? I didn't even. Oh, is that half Mountain the time, Dew? I don't even I get like the sugar, advertising. It's, it's Mountain Dew Zero, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Sugar yeah, and so he does the famous ba- uh, Shining bathroom. Here's Johnny scene with Tracy Ellis Ross. Um, except he gives her a Mountain Dew and then she's happy. So, and then at the end, he's like two twins dressed yeah. up in dresses. Like, it, yeah, there's a, again, there's an elevator flooding <laughs> out with Mountain Dew instead of blood, blah, 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 blah. The shining. If you want to get some shining <laughs> well, nostalgia, that's mountain, a lot better. Go mountain watch Dew Doctor Zero Sweet. just sounds like an oxymoron. Yeah. yeah. Like, I don't understand. Mountain well, if Dew you just Zero. want the taste without the harmfulness of the sugar. Well, I mean, but that's what Diet Mountain Dew is. <laughs> Who just wants the taste of Mountain Dew? I love Diet Mountain Dew. Like, like actually, I like Diet Mountain Dew better than Mountain Dew. Like, wow. for real. like I actually prefer it. Like you don't just drink it just to no, give yourself. No, I enter- prefer. Like, like I did it before, like diets and all that. Like I prefer Diet Mountain Dew. Wow, it's a mm. taste thing. I don't know why, but I don't. I haven't tasted zero. Evidently, it tastes like the difference between them is literally this big. And so there's, yeah, I don't understand it either. But. Every time I see Mountain Dew, I just think of that stuff slurm from Futurama. And I'm like, <laughs> no, no thanks. Slurm. But uh, I think yeah, it's so. been like seven years since I've had Mountain Dew, and now I really want a Mountain Dew. See? So they did their job. Super Bowl ad worked. I want it. <laughs> Except I'm drinking the real thing. I'm not going sugar-free. I, you know, if you're going to do it, go all the way. Hey, man. You're a, uh, there's so many joking there. <laughs> okay, I'm just going to okay, pass. Okay. I'm going to pass on that joke. Uh, we'll let you guys wonder what that one was, what was for. If you contribute to my non-existent patron, maybe you can uh, figure that one out. <laughs> All right. But moving around to commercials, uh, going over to uh, new Marvel Universe inhabitants, Rick and Morty. Uh, Rick and Morty have oh a commercial uh, for Pringles, which is done in classic Rick and Morty fashion. This is the only one I suggest you actually go I and watch because it. it's funny if you're a Rick and Morty fan. Even if you're not, because I don't yeah. really watch it, but I was, I laughed out loud. I just thought it was great. Yeah, the premise is Rick figures out that they've been trapped in a Pringles commercial, so it's kind of meta, and he's trying to get them it's out so of it good. while also advertising Pringles. And uh, Dan Harmon and Justin Roiland always do a great job of shameless, of walking the line of doing shameless plugs using Rick and Morty, but making them not feel that way. And so this is another one. And like I said, this is the only one I actually recommend 
you watch. Well, that's not true. The next one I also kind of recommend you watch, which is uh, Chris Evans, um, John Krasinski, and Rachel Dratch is her name from Saturday Night Live. Yeah! All doing uh, a Boston accent for a Hyundai Uh, Sonata commercial for the South Parking. Um, Yeah, so there's uh, basically John Krasinski comes up to South Park, his Hyundai Sonata, you know, getting out of the car and letting it park itself. Robot cars, we are here. So, and they do it as if it's in Boston, and Chris Evans and Rachel Dretch. And, that one is very good. I watched yeah, it this morning. And it's, John Krasinski all have a conversation about the self-parking car using Boston accents. And they do a pretty good job. Chris Evans does a very good job of his like crazy Boston accent. More and, more and more, I feel that like out of the original three Avengers, Hemsworth, Danny Jr., and Chris Evans, Chris Evans is going to be the one who will be able to continue to have a successful movie career. Well, I yeah, he's so. already proved Gosh, it, right? Great. Like right out of the Dude, gate. Dude, he calculated <laughs> – I don't know if you remember the Captain America actor search I do because it took up a lot of my yeah, life, professional life for a exhausting. long period of time. But like he was calculating this all all from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Like, you wow. know, Chris Evans always knew the door out and when he was going to move and what he was going to do. He got in some directing in there. So like, yeah, I mean I don't, I don't fault that at all. I mean he's – I remember that controversial article written by that uh, uh, journalist when he was kind of coming up about the Avengers time and like – it was just all about him being like a pure Hollywood machine man. Like mm-hmm. he was just a player of the game and the top level. And I, I would agree with that. I think Chris Evans is very careful about you know, what he does, what it gets out and controlling his image. So I, I would not bet against that at all. And I mean, he's getting paid for these kind of commercials and we don't hate him. So that's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Moving right along to something we did. Somebody else is getting paid for commercials and who we do hate, which is MC Hammer doing Cheetos commercials. It. Sitting at his piano, I, doing recreating. Who hates Camp MC Hammer? Really? I liked it. No, I, I didn't hate it. it. I liked it before it. he sold a show. Sold a Cheetos. Like, oh, dude, I, I love Cheetos. It was so good. Fake Cheetos, are the- Cheetos are the- Okay, who can? Like, everyone can relate to the cheese stuff. Cheese dust. Oh yeah, yeah. Stuck absolutely. on your hands, and you can't touch this. No, 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 no. I'm uh, a proud uh, lover of dad. Uh, dad. That's just annoying. I'm not a proud lover of this. I loved it. Oh, man. Come on, man. Like, just if you just need money like that, just sign off your hologram. Just, just <laughs> sign off on your hologram. Let them do whatever they want with your hologram and just take the money and retire. Like, oh. MC Hammer, like, you got me into music. This isn't a good look. Like, I'm sorry. I can't get MC back. Hammer got you into music? <laughs> yeah, I'm having a, more. Pr- pr- I'm having more trouble <laughs> trying to reconcile that statement than well, you giving tender, MC Hammer grief for Cheetos money. At the tender age of seven, as a second grader, I had been listening to Bach for <laughs> quite some time, but I grew <laughs> quite bored with it. So I decided to see Sebastian? what my fellow young American youths <laughs> were bopping to that days. And when I kind of figure out what my fellow American youths were bopping to in the uh, tender year of 1989, it turned out a man named. MC Hammer was uh, asking people, please, Hammer, not to hurt them. What was I listening and to so, in 1989? Like, exactly. I was listening to. This was years Lionel before Dre Richie and Snoop. Yeah, in Chicago. Classic <laughs> rock, man. Yeah. Mom was, and dad had me on classic rock fleet. Yeah, we, I mean, I. <laughs> I mean, oh, I had classic soul and stuff, but this was the music for us, the kids. Yeah. Sorry, I have to go yeah. pick up my eyes. They rolled so far <laughs> in the back of my head. MC Hammer rolled right into Criss Cross. <laughs> hey, man, it was oh, a quick Chris transition. Cross is jam. Yeah. MC Hammer rolled right into Criss Cross and Vanilla Ice, which rolled okay, right I never into And we should Chris get a commercial <laughs> with all of right Cross, into no. Dr. Dre and Snoop no. and the Chronic and everything. And then, oh. you know, we never looked back hey, after respect. that. Hey, respect. I actually so, respect all that. Also, I was not a Cypress Hill fan, but okay. 
Yeah. Oh, well, I don't know what to tell you about that. You just was bad taste. But um, yeah, so MC <laughs> Hammer coming. I mean, this was like my musical beginnings. My first real jam was Can't Touch This. And it's just sad, man. I'm sorry. I, can't I liked it. I, you guys judge for yourself. Let us know. Hit us yeah, up yeah. the hashtag. I really should have brought the <laughs> Cheetah Pop today. It would have been more fitting. And finally, <laughs> in case you guys aren't done with Old Town Road yet, you oh, can at God. least see Sam Elliott sing Old Town Road in Doritos commercial. Yay. Which, I mean, if you're going to go out and do this one more time and, and really kind of drag this horse through the mud till it's good and dead, like Sam Elliott, the consummate cowboy person on earth, should be, is a good pick to kind of have him get in on. <laughs> loved him in and it. And that's a fun spin on something. Yeah. Like, that's not sad. Like, that was actually. It's sad. not. Yeah, loved him. No. It's not it sad. Like, no. Why is it? What? Okay, why do you hold MC well, Hammer to okay, such a high degree? There are a lot of surprises I get the, going I, on in this I get the ironic humor. I get the ironic humor of Sam Elliott playing on his own persona for something he knows is absurd. No, I thought that yeah. was great. It's opposed just opposed to MC Hammer. Out of it. Just, yeah. Just, it, was the, it was the hottest song. How could you leave that out? Like, no, no, you can I'm have a Kofi. Song. This it's was like the hit. perfect blend. I'm not with Kofi on MC Hammer, but on this one, it's per- I mean, it the I'm, perfect. I'm blend. over that song. I'm over the song. So maybe it's, it's just that. It's it probably gave a new just life. I'm over that song. I've heard oh, it I 90 you, million you times. It's been on city, you guys. It's been on every <laughs> single like radio award show, whatever. Yeah, I'm just done. over it. But yeah, there's no hate on Sam Elliott. I'll watch him do no, it. No, he was great. I thought it was hilarious. Like, I love the way that yeah. he spoke it. It's just adding little Nas X in it as well, like the actual guy coming in on a horse. I was like, dang it. I wish they could have just used the song and not the actual artist because we are over this. Yeah. I'm over well, Little Nas X. Most singers say he didn't show when up they at TwitchCon. He left it. us don't hanging. <laughs> no, I'm not a big fan. Like, yeah, they don't do that. Like people have hit songs, they don't just let other people play it without showing up. That was good. I don't recommend that as a uh, as a musical career oh, path. But I see what you're saying. It would have been less on the nose. Um, yeah. But yeah, let us know because there is certain debates growing here. So you let us know if that MC Hammer thing is sad. Or not. All right, that's my spiel. Matt, you're back, and we brought you back oh because people need to know about their comics, and they're sick of hearing me try to read it to them. So uh, oh. take us through. What's what's hot in comics this week? By the way, I just got to give a special shout-out. You have done an amazing job yeah. on that. So thank oh, yeah. You We're yeah. holding down that fort because – I imagine it's like reading a well, book. Well, I just of gibberish. do it. I do it like <laughs> as you in my head. I'm like, this comic is blah, 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 blah. <laughs> greatest That's thing fair. since Cardi. That's accurate. Uh, so, first book is a little Nas X comic book. Whoa! Wow. What? <laughs> it's not. It's oh, what God. It. Uh, actually, first up is Animosity number 26. I will harp on this to the cows come home. This is like one of the best comics out there. Uh, I've talked about it in the past. So, if you're looking to give something a shot, they just started a thing which is like throwing these weird gladded gladiator elements into the mix and it's these animals who have gained awareness and now there's like a drug that can put some of them back to sleep where they don't understand that they're like higher consciousness and things like that so it's like it's it's hitting a lot of really dark points but it's still lighthearted and fun so anyway you should definitely check that out uh go go power rangers number 28 i bring this up because it is ending uh so that will be one less power rangers book i get to boast about every time on these uh it'll end with 32 uh which is sad but it is still very good uh Let's see. Bat and the Cat, 80 Years of Romance is a new trade paperback. Now with Batman Catwoman coming, uh, you're going to, if you want to find like a great Reader's Digest thing of that whole saga, this is a great way to do so. Uh, Green Lantern, Black Stars number three ends this little weird three 
uh, issue kind of interim thing. And then Green Lantern Season 2 uh, launches in another month. So we're going to be back full swing into that. Uh, Suicide Squad number two, Tom Taylor's uh, new series is just, I mean, it's the first two issues have been excellent. So definitely check that out. Uh, Weatherman Volume 2, number six. Uh, Weatherman is a uh, weird, like, dystopian tale of a guy that committed a horrendous act that killed a lot of people and then his memory was overridden and he's been living his life as this weatherman this innocent just kind of (laughs) jerk weatherman and then somebody discovers what he is and now he has to help like end this threat this terrorist threat and it's this weird thing of like you feel bad for him because he has had years of this new life and he does not remember the old one but they need to bring back the old one to find and hunt down the terrorists. So it's actually really interesting. It's really dark sometimes. Which publisher? Uh, Image. Okay. So uh, Weatherman number six just ends this arc, but the first uh, trade is in is in trade. So definitely check that out. Uh, Avengers number 30. Uh, Avengers of the Wasteland number one. That's the new uh, out of the old man Logan Wasteland storyline uh, since dead man Logan happened and he went RIP. Uh, they have now established a new team of Avengers in that dystopian world. Uh, there's a new Thor, a new Hulk, and things like that. So, very good. Uh, Captain Marvel, the end, number one, as well as Doctor Strange, the end, number one. Marvel has been cranking these out recently. Venom was a couple weeks ago. Uh, So, these are just like Almost what if they always sell them as this is the final story about this character, but they never really stick to them as anything like in main continuity. So they're just kind of fun. What if tales, but they are about either the death or final mission of the character. So uh, both of those are out Uh, in X-Men world of fallen angels. Number six. uh, We also have X-Force number six uh, ending those arcs. Um, of those books. Uh, we have Hawkeye Freefall, the new uh, Hawkeye series from Matthew Rosenberg, which has gotten really good reviews. So if you're looking for Hawkeye, definitely check that out. Uh, Ravencroft number one, Star Wars number two, Thor number two. <laughs> so those are the rounding out Marvels, but it's a big release week and I had to cut some out. So there's a lot of big stuff coming this week. So that's your comics. All righty then. Well, for now, that's going to do it for me. I'm going to do the rare thing that we're now doing in season two and giving myself a break, hopping out of this chair, because Mr. Connor Casey is going to come on over here and take us through our recap of WWE's 2020 Royal Rumble. And uh, I kind of like to watch Connor, Matt, and Jim just fight this stuff out. Oh, great. And we thought it'd be even funnier (laughs) to just leave Janelle thrown in the middle of all this. Um, So, Janelle, tell everybody your wrestling expertise, and I'm just going to throw you guys in there. Connor, come on down. Sure. Well, he's. I I really don't have a lot of expertise on wrestling, but I'm excited to. uh, But you're excited about the Rumble because I was. So, I was streaming. Some of you don't know, I'm a Twitch streamer, and I was live when the Royal Rumble was going on, and uh, I had people updating me like in the chat about every single thing that was happening. Um, and it was kind of exciting. Right. Like, it's kind of I felt fun. like I was watching it, but I was living vicariously through all of these like big fans in so, my uh, community. So question after like, so after that kind of experience would WrestleMania, which is like essentially the Super Bowl of wrestling is coming up very soon. Would that kind of experience get you to like actually oh, watch? Yeah. Would I you mean, be interested I in watching that? Like all of the reality shows, I watch divas and Bella twins and you know, I love, I love it. I just don't, I'm, I'm a little intimidated by the storylines and yeah. being so far behind how, how do you even start? You uh, you honestly you just jump in. You just yeah, jump in. You, you okay. just jump in. Unfortunately, and it. yeah. And yeah. Then, like generally, they do. The commentators do. I think a pretty good job of oh, recapping. Okay. In the moment, as something is happening, WWE puts together some of the best video packages. Yeah. 
in the entertainment industry, period. They're better than the what actually happens sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> like, 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 the, they, like they will do mini packages before, you know, big pay-per-view matches to catch someone up and things like that. And they are just the best. I am in awe wow. every time. And they give okay. you everything you need to know. And then you just go from there. Question, if like, is it worth watching after it's already aired and like not seeing it live oh, yeah, and all totally. of that so I can yeah. go back and It's just watch more exciting when you see it. Because I feel like after this conversation we're about to have right now, I'm going to watch that. I don't know. Hi, guys. Hi. What up, Connor? <laughs> Tell us about it. I'm not going to lie to you. I am sick right now, but I am playing through oh, the pain gross. because the Royal Rumble on Sunday was awesome. Matt, I know you were watching. Jim, yeah. I see you over there. I know you were watching. Um this, this, Sorry. This show blew my expectations <clears throat> out of the water. I'm not going to lie. Oh, oh, I wouldn't go that far. It was pretty, already. It took it was, five seconds. <laughs> it was to drop pretty, a It was pretty right. slow. It, you thought you had no, to worry no. about me. The, the, the rumble <laughs> matches themselves. Oh yeah, the rumble match. The, the rumble <laughs> matches were great. The yeah. rumble, like the Royal Rumble, as a pay per view. Oh, the, the show, yeah, the show Ooh. outside of those two matches is always disposable. You can ignore most of that. But the the thirty man matches themselves, yeah. that was awesome. The women's match went by at a really quick pace. This was like the fastest rumble yeah. in 10 years. Is that a good thing? Uh, it really depends. Um, I mean, it, you have people coming in every minute or so. So I've seen some, this in video game sometimes form. Sometimes the <laughs> ring has like yeah. 10 people in it. Sometimes it's just like two. And it's all about how you pace it out because sometimes these things can last over an hour. I did like that the women's one I'm okay with like the last, especially because last year they had a bunch of time where there was a bunch of people in the ring and you were just waiting for someone to come in and clear it out. Yeah. This year you didn't have that for either one. There was few times where there were more than six, eight people in the ring. And it was kind of nice because it made it feel like it was more. I can't imagine more than six to eight it's, people it's in the no, ring. It's, it's insane. And the way they, let's let's get to the men's one because the women's one, you know, it was kind of, it was your stand. It was a standard match, but it was just well done. I'm not crazy about Charlotte winning, but it sounds like we're gonna get the Shayna Becky match anyway. So also, just way. love that it had a ton of NXT people, which yes, made me it happy. It was basically the NXT Rumble. Tony Storm, said, like all those down. people. I mean, were in sure, there. but then you have um, um, Green Chelsea Green Chelsea. come like, in and go out. Have, yeah, had like a have a pretty good entrance, and then oh, she's gone. Yeah, yeah. you had a bunch of that in this thing. I was just happy that Tony made it a little longer than that. Yeah, just a little bit. And Candace had a yeah, good show. Yeah, Candace. And then Mercedes. See, I know these bit. names because of these reality shows yeah, that I watch. Right. That's so funny. And yeah. now I, even more so, I feel like a little bit more confident to try you to get into they, it. They need to get Candace and Johnny on Total Divas because they're just adorable together. Oh, they would be great. They'd be fantastic. But you were saying men's. So. Okay, the men's rumble itself. So this one went a little bit different than previous matches. You had your number one guy was Brock Lesnar. He's this big, unstoppable, you know, <laughs> like a... Uh, <laughs> almost like they shaved an ape. It's what he looks like. And they had him start number one. And then one by one, guys would come in and try to take him down. And he effortlessly threw out, I think it was 13. 13. Guys. Tied, tied the Braun Strowman record. Yeah, tied the record. The only time anybody got close was like when Keith Lee got in there. And I, I got hyped. When of course, because Keith Lee is the freaking star. That was the, first, that <laughs> was the first time I had seen him stand toe to toe with a guy like Brock. And be like, yeah. oh, he's just. As but Brock guy. sold that. Yes, like the best part not, was Brock's response that to him. Oh, yeah. who's worked. this big boy? Yeah, who's yeah. this like, dude? Yes. It was so good. It would not have worked without Brock. Uh, no, okay, whoa, whoa, no, you go too far. No, it would have worked. It just wouldn't have been as good. It no. would have worked because yeah. a bunch of people popped for Keith Lee. Sure. when he came out, but if he without Brock, but if he got, but if he was just. Someone who got thrown over the top rope, 
Oh, there were no. I'm saying, but furious. you said it wouldn't work without him. That's bull. It no, would have worked. That, it the just mo- have been as good. the moment as it, it as a whole, yes, would not have. I don't uh, think would have worked. Like if they just if they had just got in and, <laughs> and Keith had just started to like beat down Brock, it would have been like every other big guy that want, went against went against Brock. Right? I'm not saying he had to beat down Brock. I'm saying the moment though worked because yes, it worked because Brock had a very big part in it and Brock played that out perfectly. I disagree, but okay. Keith Lee is a star. You, I, I think they've got that bigger works. plans for Keith on NXT itself before because he's ready. Oh yeah, he's ready now, but he doesn't right need now, to go. But I think that they've got more in store for him before. And I don't he trust goes. Raw and SmackDown no, with him anyway. As you should, because <laughs> if you know anything about WWE history, yeah, you really don't mess should. him up. So yeah. no, keep him on NXT. Um, and then we get to Drew. Who Great. kicks him out? Star star making, star making performance right there. Great for Drew. Great little moment from Ricochet being like, "This is for kicking me in the." That was awesome. I did like that they had him play that. <laughs> Rock sells the hell out of it. And then Drew kicks him out of the ring, and in the whole arena, I mean, they're in a baseball stadium for this, so it's forty thousand people, and they're like, "Oh my god, this is the guy now," and you buy it just from the way he looked and the way he, his presence in the ring. Yeah, it all works, and then you get down to the, and then Edge. At number twenty one, yeah, that was you, a big. We had we had been talking about this on the website for months, and I didn't buy it because oh, so Edge guy from the nineties and two thousands had spinal stenosis, had like a triple fusion in his neck. He was done. He was very yeah. done, and he said he was in two thousand eleven, and here he is back nine years later, and everyone's like, "How the hell are you?" Back? Yeah, and just just to see him drink in the emotion was because awesome. as soon as the music hit, everyone realized. I just, oh, I was on, I was on the verge of tears because that was Aww. my guy growing up. Oh yeah, Sh- shows my age, um, mid to yes, mid to late two thousands. <laughs> I'm a young lad. <laughs> um, I look back young. <laughs> oh what? Uh, okay, and then we get to the finals, and everyone's worried it's gonna be Roman again. Were, did you think it was gonna happen? No, I thought at that point when the the that group in the ring, I thought Drew. But it's mostly because you sold me on that because I your prediction was spot on. So right, I was like, oh, yeah, that's all. the thing when you have two world championships is you can always have the guy you think is going to win lose and then just turn around in a month and say, I want to fight Bray. Yeah. And that's going to happen. Yeah. You just got to deal with it. So coming off this show, Matt, because I know you watched mm-hmm. and I know you watched last night as well. Mm-hmm. Jim, you can pipe in on this, too. Give me three matches you want to see at WrestleMania that you think are going to happen in April. I don't have okay, so I don't have three. I have two that I want, and I have two that they'll probably give me. <laughs> so, Fair enough. Uh, so the two that I think they'll give me is they'll give me Charlotte versus Shayna. I think, and so. they'll give me Actually, Drew versus Brock. I think they're going Charlotte Ripley. So okay, so here's my thing. That's the one I think they'll give me because that's honestly the easiest route, and it's the route that saves who I really want for next year and to build a program. Sure. What I want is Becky versus Shayna because that, that has actual heat happen. and that's a story. And I think that's going to happen. And then I want Brock versus Keith Lee. Again, that will that, be a next year yeah. thing. Those are the ones I want, but the other two are the ones. I think Charlotte, that was my biggest problem with the Women's Rumble is that safe. I get it, though, if you're going to do a Shayna thing, cool. You give Charlotte something to do at WrestleMania. I just don't think they'll, in a in a very short amount of time, you have to switch gears from Baszler, Charlotte to Becky, Baszler, and make it believable. And I don't think they will. I think they'll just go, let's go the easy pick. Yeah. Let's all, have that. All it go. takes is Charlotte showing up on Wednesday night on NXT, and there, there's your match. 
Like they're, they're and, yeah, exactly. And all Baszler has to do is show up on Raw and beat up Becky yeah. once, and Becky can cut a promo and exactly that one's yeah. ready to go. Um, I'm there with you on a couple of those. I think I think we're getting Roman Bray. Obviously, Drew Brock's been official. Um, I had came up with one because I was trying to do a here's a way too early prediction for the card. Yeah, and I thought of a match that people are going to hate when I say it, but then you're going to think about it and it's going to happen, and you're going to love it. Goldberg versus King Corbin. I hate it. As you, <laughs> as you should. I hate it. But, but we've been talking, but you keep hearing about, oh, they want to keep bringing back Goldberg for these big events. And when he does, he shows up for two minutes and destroys whoever he's in the ring with. Who better than Corbin? Take because spear, it's Cor- because it means that I have to have Corbin on my TV for more than five minutes in <laughs> a night. I don't want that. Get murdered. I don't. I don't want to see him. <laughs> you are going to love it. You know that you've pressed me too far when I don't even want to see you get like wow. massacred. Like I don't want to see you on TV anymore. You take up too much screen time as it is. Go, not go away. He's not go. I want oh, you to have a job. I want you to all that. Away. I just don't want to see you anymore. He's Good. not going away. And if we got to sit through more Corbin promos, better it be to lead up to. Watching him get Dolph Ziggler. Also, while we're while we're giving uh, little hot takes, uh, I'm over the fiend. So there's nope. There's Excuse me. Yeah. Nope. I'm over the fiend. That match was awesome. It was fine. I, Daniel Bryan. I'm also, over the fiend. Also, Becky coming out with a goat jacket. Uh uh-uh. uh. Daniel Bryan's the goat, and you got to deal with that. I know that I guy. Exactly. Freeze. <laughs> what? Freeze. Husband. I'm not. I, I am also not a fan of of Becky as the goat. Not because I don't think she's not. But, not, but yeah. I just don't think that's the next step in that character. I don't know. I don't think so either. I think it was just a jacket to have on Royal Rumble. I don't read anything more oh, into that. No, she, that but she's definitely- no, she's cutting promos yeah, on YouTube saying, I want to be the greatest of all time. And I mean, look, if she is, you know why it is. So, I mean, I, I feel like that has nothing to do with but like, oh, that's it, where I want to go. That means like, I need to get away from the yourself- man. Because that's a legal issue since Ric Flair continues to use the man in his ads. He does. Here's the thing. If you want to call yourself the greatest of all time, you got to be the greatest in your own company first. And she's not. She's not the greatest uh, wrestler in the WWE right now. women's wrestler. No, she she just said go. She did not. Okay, but that's what you assume they're talking about. Assume nothing. Okay, I assume that. And I will say she's the, yeah, she's my Clearly my favorite and the best women's wrestler in the current main roster right now. That's not what easy. she's calling herself easy. to go over. If she says all time, no. Close. But I don't think she what also you, means all time. What do you time. think the AT in GOAT stands for? I'm saying she's a women's wrestler. <laughs> Why would she not? You would absolutely say if a guy came out and said, I'm the greatest of all time, you would say, oh, he's the greatest male wrestler of all time. You don't you consider just, the know, other consider. gender. I'm, I'm with Matt on this one. Okay. You know, I'm saying like, come on. <laughs> Wait, so who is the GOAT? You guys. I'm- Probably Steve Austin. Okay. What? Oh, no. <laughs> another can of worms. Maybe Flair. We got to wrap this Maybe show, so I will not yeah. go down that rabbit hole. <laughs> if you guys have your goat, tweet me and teach me. Oh, there you go, Janelle. Who I'm supposed to support because I want to know more. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, so that is it for WWE. We'll not have another show until late February in Saudi Arabia. Less said about that, the better. But we are on the road to WrestleMania, so get excited. Yeah, but you know Edge is going. That's why we signed that deal. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> It'll be great. 
I will uh, still not watch that show, but yeah. Undertaker <laughs> 12. Very excited. Oh, I do love The Undertaker. I've actually dressed go. up as The Undertaker, and I do love the. I, I just oh, love yeah. Do you vibe. do the weird yes, eye rolly in the, the back? Oh. Yes, the whole thing, man. The My hat, baby's the doing cape. that right now, by the way, because yeah. she doesn't have like full eye control, and it freaks oh, me no. the hell out. <laughs> it's <the> <laughs> very weird. It's oh, very weird. Okay, bringing a little bit back sanity back to this show. <laughs> I'm going to put a wrap on this. Why did you leave me? I'm just kidding. Because you got to see how you swim sometimes. <laughs> the show's full of surprises. Uh, yeah, we haven't, we've been like, I mean, this isn't the life or death training yet. Don't, don't, <laughs> uh, so that'll do it for this first season two episode of comic book nation. Uh, thank you, Connor, for hopping in here and giving us that lovely WWE recap and slash multiple grenades that were tossed in here. <laughs> um, if you are just getting into the show with season two, first of all, go back and listen to all hundred episodes of season one. Yeah. Get caught up on what we do here. This is a journey. You should, uh, you should know what it's all about and who you're riding with. But if you're just getting into season two and you just want to get into season two, we put up new episodes every Wednesday and Friday on comicbook.com where you can subscribe to our RSS feed and get regular updates on new shows. Or you can subscribe on your favorite listening platforms. You can choose from iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Google Playlist, iHeartRadio, or you can go on YouTube and the comicbook.com YouTube page and find uh, videos there of each show now with our prettier set and prettier people uh, for your viewing pleasure. If you want to continue the conversation with us, just hit us up at the hashtag Comic Book Nation, or you can find me at Kofi Outlaw. You can find me at Janelle Wheeler and on Twitch, same name. And you can find me at Matt Aguilar CB. If you want to leave a five-star review of the show on iTunes, every so often we will do a kind of a reader review uh, roundup where we kind of read your reviews on the show. And if we read yours, we will send you a free Comic Book Nation t-shirt. All we need to know is your name, your real name, your address, and your shirt size. So be on the lookout for those. Leave your five-star reviews on iTunes so that we can read them and uh, send you some free swag. That'll do it for this episode. We hope to see you guys when we come back again for Season 2, Episode 2. This is Comic Book Nation. And uh, Matt, you want to do the first one of this season? Deuces!